This is Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira from Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles and Corner of the Galaxy, and you're listening to the Silla Song Podcast. Força! And we welcome you to episode number 13 of the Celeste Song Podcast. I am your host, Danny Pinto. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, downloading our latest podcast, our latest episode, as uh, we are previewing uh, the matches, the uh, the UEFA Nations League matches uh, versus Italy and Poland. Um, you know, we've we've been on a bit of a, uh, a hiatus, and I'll explain that in just a moment. But, uh, but we can't thank you guys enough for, uh, for uh, staying with us. And, uh, and following us on uh, on our social media platforms as well. That's facebook.com slash pod and also at slessonpod on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have uh, we have a packed show for you today. Uh, we have uh, my buddy from uh, down south uh, from Southern California, Jimmy Enge. He will be uh, helping us uh, with the preview of the uh, of the uh, the Italian and Polish matches coming up uh, this weekend in the uh, UEFA Nations League. And we'll also get to some of your social media responses as I as I put out a uh, I put out a question prior to the episode. Um, it was like a three four part question. I like to make things complicated, so I apologize for that. But I love hearing multiple responses uh, from uh, from all of you, and uh, and we'll get to uh, we'll get to that uh, at the uh, at the other side of the interview. So um, we are back. Uh, just a brief a brief um, note on the on the hiatus. So around October uh, was uh, yeah it was like the 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 matches uh, the matches that were that were played um, against Poland and against Scotland um, that was the that I had so much going on there at that time one uh, as we announced uh, I was taking my family to to Disneyland again these are not problems uh, just timing was a uh, timing was a, a an issue. Um, for uh for the podcast with the with with how the matches lined up and and uh and me taking uh my uh, my family on vacation but we had that and then I was also under the weather uh around that time too and I and I was trying to find a way where I could I could force either a preview or a review of the matches and uh I was I, I was especially with the review I was sitting at about a, a week week and a half out from uh from how when the matches were played and I just thought that was just it was just too late uh to put something out so so uh, I decided not to um I I'm in I'm in good health now we'll go ahead and say that <laughs> I am obviously uh and uh, and we have the time so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously we're obviously doing the preview episode here and hope to have a a review episode of the matches uh next week uh in which we hopefully will be talking about a uh a, a trip to the final four uh, for for Les song. Usually, that trip to the final four you, <laughs> here in the states, we're talking about uh, college basketball, but it just it, it was just a nice roll off the tongue. Portugal is going to the final four, hopefully, and uh, and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that on this episode and and uh, a review of everything next week. So uh, so that is uh, so you know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, we are we are strong uh, podcast wise uh, support wise uh, so we, we can't thank you guys enough uh, for for stay, uh, for staying with us and uh, and yeah uh, hopefully uh, bigger and better things coming for uh, this less on podcast okay so because we've been away uh, for a little bit I haven't really been able to, to give you guys my thoughts on on what I've seen and, and what has has taken place uh, with this less song. Um, in about a month and a half or so. So let me just give you guys just a quick rundown of what uh, what my feelings are on, on the on the team, and then we will uh, we will get to uh, we will get to my interview with uh, with, with Jimmy Ange uh, to preview everything um, for this weekend. But um, first off, 
I think this is a testament of two things. Uh, it's a testament to Fernand Sanch, um, who was questioned a lot for the World Cup. Um, you know, a, a round of 16 uh, exit was not what we were looking for. Um, but what we have seen uh, since then is um, just a an introduction of of players that we deemed uh, you know the next the next wave uh, of great Portuguese players. Uh, some of those players have arrived, uh, and I, and I think we can say that confidently in these four matches since uh, since the World Cup, three wins and a draw. Um, but it's it's been the it's been the 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 manner in which uh, some of these players have uh, have been playing um, with the high quality, um, some in in dominant fashion. To be very honest, um, and, and João João Concel, uh comes to mind. I I think that right back position, and with no disrespect to C- uh, Cedric, because Cedric has been has been a uh, a soldier for uh, for the Slesong, um for the last few years, but. Jean Concel is 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 just um, he's he's our right back, and he's he will be our right back for the foreseeable future. And to me, that is a a, a very very good thing. Um, I, I've loved seeing uh, Huben Neves now. I mean, that is the him him and William. Uh, that is their midfield, and it's going to be their midfield for for quite some time. Um, Huben Neves uh, playing well with Wolves uh, in, in the EPL. And uh, and just you could you could slowly start seeing um, the confidence and the and the skill uh, that that made him that made him such a uh, a controversial um, omission, I guess. Uh, why so many fans of the Slash Song were were wondering how in the heck did this guy not make the <laughs> the the final twenty three uh, for Russia this summer? But uh, Hubenevsh to me has been uh, has been a guy who. Is just solidifying um, that he is one of the next uh, in, in a great in a great tradition of of Portuguese players, specifically Portuguese midfielders. So you know, so you know, in, in speaking of Ruben Neves and speaking of Jean Concel, these are guys that are are finally getting their chance uh, that their their moment has arrived. I also like the fact that uh, some players are uh, are kind of getting a a reprieve. They're getting a second chance, sometimes third, fourth chances. Um, guys like Peasy, I think Peasy's been playing great for the Slesson. Um, I, I think I think he's been he's been uh, a, a a surprise uh, in terms of how well he's been playing and how just he's, he just seems like a good fit for what Fernand Sanchez wants to do. Also, guys like uh, like Hafa. Hafa to me is one of the and I don't want to use the word tragic because there's so many other things. Uh, in this world that are much more tragic than someone um, missing an opportunity in in soccer but uh, if we all remember like the lead up to the European uh, championships in 2016 Hoffa was starting a match versus England and I believe it was in Wembley and for whatever reason Bruno Walsh decided that it would be a good idea to try to you know, karate karate kick um, Harry Kane on a uh, on a on an aerial attack. Uh, it didn't hit Harry Kane, but long story short, uh, Bruno Walsh, um was given a red card in a friendly because Bruno Walsh, That's what yeah, you know, that's what Bruno Walsh is capable of. For all the good that he's done, he's also he he also has that in his in his bag of tricks. But the guy who uh, you know, so the so Fernandes had to. Uh, make a shift in in uh, in strategy and formation and 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 attack. So you lose you lose Bruno Walsh to the red card, and then you uh, he uh, Hoffa was subbed out in the match, and that was the last we really saw of him. Now, obviously, it worked out great for Portugal because we, obviously we know that we won the the Euro and 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 you know. Saint Edder, Saint Patrice, everybody, Saint Saint Twenty Three, to be quite honest. But uh, but Hoffa was a guy who was who was in pretty decent form, and it was one of these again next generation, next you know next man up uh, type players for Portugal that we had been looking forward to uh, to seeing wearing wearing the colors of the Slesong and seeing what he could do. So I'm really happy for for a guy like that, Hnat Sanch. And I know I've named three Benfica guys. I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not saying that I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm just looking at my at my at my roster sheet, but it's it's guys like uh, it's guys like them, Beasy, Hanatsan, Hafa, um, who are you know who are also like these these guys who are getting their second chance and and taking and taking advantage of it. Um, and then you guys, you know, again, and then guys like I mentioned before who haven't gotten their opportunity, who are making the most of it. It's guys like Hubenevs. It's guys like Conseil, um and, and other guys, and other guys who, oh, you know, and also, um, and uh, we'll, and, and Jimmy will talk about it a little bit of about uh, about someone maybe not needing uh, the call up or we've seen enough. But uh, I will applaud, I will applaud for Nunsunch on 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 these three uh, call ups and recalls, I guess, to the Slesson. Um João Mario, José Font, and Andre Gomes. Now a lot of people roll their eyes at Andre Gomes, and unfortunately he picked up a knock um, after being named to the after being named to the team. But um, he's been playing very very well with Everton, and um, and he you know Fernand Sanch knows who he has uh, in in Andre Gomes, just like he has he knows what he has in in José Font and João Mario, but. These guys have been playing well lately for their club. Um, they have been part of the fabric of the success of uh, of the Slesong, especially in 2016. So while while we all are 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 so excited and 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 thrilled with uh, these these next generation uh, uh, players, it's also good to me to have that stability and that you know, uh, that uh, those guys that you can go to. Um, because you know who, uh, what you have in them, and uh, and sometimes that's uh, that's it's either they're picked either for locker room, they're picked for um, their skill level, um, all of the above. But uh, I, I would say that Fernand Sanch has done a pretty good job and has been pretty consistent uh, since the World Cup um, in, in in getting this the roster uh, to his liking um, of the of the three call ups so far. He's picked uh, 18 players uh, for all three for all three of the uh, of the call-ups. Um, so it's it's been consistent for the most part. Uh, I think that's like a percentage of about what 18 out of 25 is roughly uh, high 70s. So about a high uh, in the high 70s, it's been the same players so far. A mix of young and old, a mix of new and uh, and, and and veteran, but. Um, but but I think Fernand Sanch is is doing a good job with this roster thus far, and obviously we can't complain about it. It's six points out of six points, and we're doing it without the best player in the world. So uh, I, I think it's a tip of the cap to uh, to Mister uh, for for his work so far. Um, I mean, and if if uh, and obviously I, I I'm talking to myself and to you guys, but as stacked as the midfield is, I don't know if guys like João Mario and Andre Gomes. Um, are going to make a, a huge difference with with how uh, with how the, the the rest of the roster has been playing uh, midfield wise, but um, I, I think a guy like Joseph Font it can't hurt because we still haven't figured out uh, our center back position, uh, other than knowing that Huben Nevsh is uh, is is uh, one of the uh, center backs of the future, and let's hope that Pep is timeless because uh, him and him and Huben Nevsh have been playing well together. So again, I can't complain. You can't complain about the results. Um, to do this without Ronaldo has has been has been a, a statement of what we can look forward to to the future a little bit, not to get a, too ahead of ourselves, but uh, but we know that the the depth of uh, of this last song is uh, is a is a pretty good uh, is a pretty good indication of where we we think we might be going uh, into the future. Of course, with the exception of uh, center back, and maybe as you'll listen a little bit here uh, from uh, from our guest Jimmy Enge. Goalkeeping might be an issue, uh, and, um, and and Jimmy will give uh, his thoughts on on that in just uh, in just a few moments here. So, uh, actually, you know what? we'll we'll get to that interview right now. Um, Jimmy Enge from Southern California, our first two time guest. You know, this is this is where you start making the big bucks as a as a multiple appearance guy on uh, on the Celestial Podcast. And uh, um, uh, let me preface it by saying that uh, yeah, I and I embrace yourselves, guys. Your host, your host made a mistake. I know, I know. It's we'll all get through it. We're all going to get through it. Uh, I, I, uh, I told Jimmy that the games, uh, the matches coming up uh, uh, for Italy and Poland, that they were uh, Friday and Monday. 
They're actually Saturday and Tuesday. Uh, they are November 17th, which is a Saturday, and uh, they are on uh, on November the 20th, which is a Tuesday. So uh, my apologies, as as you'll hear me uh, you'll hear me correct Jimmy incorrectly. So my apologies to uh, to my guest who uh, who was correct uh, on uh, on that. So. Um, but yeah, other than that, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Uh, our our first uh, our first two time guest, uh, Jimmy Ange from Southern California, from down in Artesia. Uh, he is our guest on episode thirteen of this Less on podcast. Okay, it is now time for the interview portion of the episode. It's episode thirteen. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in to the uh, Less on podcast. And uh, this guy, you know, folks, listen. In the long history of this podcast, and we go back all the way to May of 2018 uh the one thing i will tell you is this is that uh people have been been saying hey who was the guy on the second episode who was the guy on the second episode and i'm like, oh that was my buddy uh jimmy Ange. and he's like well that guy has to come back for episode 13 i said you know what i think that's a good number to bring him back at so jimmy it's episode 13 buddy thanks for coming back what's up Damn, I think you just put me up there with Bandera Negra right there, man. I know you and you, and I know how much that hurts you being a, a Sportingista, but no, I mean, no, no, we we we. There's no lines there. Absolutely, when you're good. You're good. Hallowed, yeah. gr- hallowed ground is hallowed ground, right? Yes. How you doing, Danny? Good, pal. How are you? How's uh, you know what? Uh, for for those of us actually, and this is actually something that Jimmy and I were not talking about um, in our pre-show uh, meeting here, but. Uh, Jimmy lives in 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 the southern part of California, down in Artesia. If you guys uh, if you guys recall, I actually live in uh, the northern part of California, in the uh, Sacramento area, and and we both are in regions that have been impacted by um, wildfires. Unfortunately, um, Jimmy down in uh, in Thousand Oaks and 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 us uh, up here um, in Paradise. But how how is everything actually like air quality wise, um, control wise over there uh, down in uh, in SoCal right now? Oh, it's, it's been crazy. I, I'll be honest with you. The first night that, uh, it kind of hit us, I knew it was the, we have what's here, what's called, it's kind of goes in opposite ways. Our winds here, instead of going from offshore towards the, the inland, we have what's called the Santa Ana winds down here and they kind of go the opposite way. Um, and when those things pick up this time of year, um, and being how dry it is out here, it's just, it's nasty. Um, and it's, it's been pretty sad. And I, I was up Thursday night getting ready for a wedding that was, um, for a very close friend of mine, someone that I hold very dear to my heart for his daughter and, um, just sitting there watching and thinking she's getting married in Malibu. This is her dream location. Uh, just, you know, a weekend full of many emotions and the wedding literally as if, you know, this family hasn't dealt with enough this past year. Sure. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, we don't really need to drop any names here cause they, you know, they've already had a lot to deal with, but, um, it, literally from one day to the next one morning, you wake up and you find out that your dream location for your wedding has been canceled the fires. So we, um, at the community scrambled and amazingly this girl was able to put together and relocate her wing in 12 hours. Um, so we went from one side of the in California to the other, celebrate this wonderful family, these wonderful friends. Um, but at the same time, you know, as if our hearts weren't heavy enough with their current situation, um, just thinking about all these families that were displaced. And in Northern California, it's even worse. Um, and now to get political here, oh, maybe I will get political here. Here it, here it is. I'm drop. I'm dropping it. And you know, you're up all night thinking about them, and then you get a a tweet with very little sentimental value about how these fires are only happening because of, you know, a certain something. And I don't know, man, it just floored me. If we could all just be nice to each other and, and not look at lines, just like I just did with, you know, sparking <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So this moon would be, this moon, this world would be a great place. So yeah, we're hanging in there. We digressed quite a bit right there. No worries. Um, but it's, uh, you know, there's a lot more, soccer kind of in, in your wines and interviews with our own personal lives and that's a, a great example of it eric winaldo uh for those of us who follow american soccer sure um, he was also affected by this uh a couple other uh, tv analysts as well so yeah I, b- I believe when all this i believe when all this house actually uh was lost in in the in the fire yes. i believe yeah that's an yeah so 
uh yeah up here up here hasn't been easy and now thousand oaks how how um how far is that from uh from artesia well, well what, what measurement do you want do you want miles or do you want driving <laughs> let's, in let's, how about miles or uh or yeah. you know let's yeah because you know it could be it could be two miles down there but it could take you you know six hours to get 20 there. 26 miles gets us to malibu which is where a lot of these fires were um and thousand oaks is also the same city that had the you know that horrible that that terrorist act basically yes. at that nightclub um so they got a double whammy there um shoot you're looking depending on the day and the time about an hour and a half or so but you look up and you can see the fires during the day the smoke at night or the opposite of that but you know what i mean it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been crazy man yeah uh, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great season for bloody noses and, and allergies <laughs> yeah I, I can only imagine yeah up uh up here, it's a, a paradise, California. Ironically named, uh, it has been anything but. But the city has been, the town's been pretty much uh, just, um, just vanquished with, uh, with with fires and properties lost and unfortunately lives lost. And uh, well, you know, I'll put uh, I'll put out a uh, a link to how you guys can help uh, those listening, how you guys can help the uh, the recovery and the relief efforts and stuff like that um, uh, after the after the episode posts and. Um, you know, just you know, say a little prayer for. Uh, I mean, say a prayer for everybody, but uh, you know, especially uh, uh, coming up on the holidays, people have lost their uh, their homes, their their memories, um, you know, pictures and stuff like that, and some unfortunately have lost their lives. So just uh, say a little prayer for everybody involved, and especially those who are trying to help and trying to save them. Uh, first responders are are are, are some of the uh, the the best people we have in the world. So, uh, Jimmy, this was about soccer, though, right? Uh, uh, all right. So, how about soccer? How about that? Let's let's because you have the ball. Absolutely. So, uh, Portugal coming up on their on uh, on the final uh, weekend of uh, UEFA Nations League play, uh, and it's their only weekend that they actually have two games on the weekend. Um, or uh, and on a Saturday that we can actually watch. Isn't that amazing? Is it on a Saturday or is it on a Friday? Uh, I believe it's a Saturday. You know, we will, I thought it was on. I thought it was a Friday Monday deal. Is it a Saturday? Yeah, yeah I think it's a Friday Monday. Okay. Unfortunately, but wow! And I thought I did my homework. Yeah, you know, well, you know, well, that's that's yeah, why we waited eleven episodes to bring it back. Man. Out the window, boom. <laughs> but um, you know they they've had they've had two matches so far. They've it's been uh, it's been bookended by either a uh, a uh, a friendly in the beginning and then and then the the Nations League game or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But this is the first weekend and only weekend they'll have two. Uh, Nations League games. First of all, um, what if? Uh, what's your thought so far on this uh, UEFA Nations League? And um, you know, what what have uh, what have you thought about Portugal's play so far in their first two matches? Um, in terms of the Nations League, I, I think it's great. Depending on where you kind of stand on things, I guarantee you the, uh, the these a lot of these national teams are probably not thinking so great of it in terms of dollar signs. Um, you know, a lot of times Portugal is traveling out to a, a third uh, venue, so to speak. And, and, you know, that's the Federation making their money and coming up. Um, I'm sure that they're getting something off of this Nations League, but it's not as much as, you know, having 10 meaningless friendlies at Wembley and in Belgium and everywhere else. Um, but it definitely is nice to raise the bar a little bit with this competition when these matches actually mean something. Um, and you're seeing, you know, we're not seeing a you know, two zero game with nothing to be excited about. Uh, these games have been pretty good, even with the scores uh, sometimes not being so high. So yeah, I mean, I, ideally, if the rest of the world could follow this model, I think it'd be great. That way, you wouldn't see you know L three playing in in the U S for ten out of their twelve friendlies during the year, and in Argentina playing in Brazil, everywhere throughout the world, but in front of their own home fans. So yeah, I'm all for it. I do like it. Um, I think the only issue down the road is obviously almost every other issue in the world money um, sure. that'll be interesting to see what what have you thought of uh of the squads um that uh Fnan Sanch has has called up in the uh this is now the third time that he's called up a uh a a, a squad uh for uh, our post uh world cup what have you thought of the squads that he's selected and um and just uh, who who's impressed you who hasn't um you know kind of give us a little rundown of what you've seen so far since the world cup yeah Okay, I'm Portuguese, and you know very well I hey, love spada, my spada, culture, spada, my spada, people. Spada, spada. Yes, spada. although we, I don't look the round part, of applause. I am Portuguese. Round of applause. Yes, love that. He's Portuguese. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do Marcelo. 
But anyways. Neither do I. Um, yes, no thank you. Um, I, I'm saying that because Ronaldo is the best player in the world, bigger, stronger, faster than everyone else, amazing records he set. I have always thought that in terms of ball circulation and movement, Portugal has a better style of play without Ronaldo. Ooh. Granted, when when they have all these other pieces in play, my own personal opinion, um, when push comes to shove and these guys have the freedom to to play at their own style, which sometimes clashes with when you have the best player on the field. And I I've played in similar situations. I remember playing with great player with all kinds of accolades, but it just Eric didn't really gel with the team. But we got result. Res- there we go. The hammer. Yeah, the hammer. Yes. Michael Teixeira. Um, yeah, all these all these guys better than you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude. No, it's all right. Um, my, my feelings are hurt, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> not. Um, no, but I, I do like the way they're playing, man. And it's given all, all these other guys a chance to step up to the plate and not have to worry about you know making that one mistake or playing that one bad ball. Um, although he's a great teammate, I just think it, it's a different style of play where the ball circulates a little bit better and there's a more definite style. Um, in terms of the call-ups, um, since I took two minutes to explain how I love Ronaldo, but I don't like always seeing him play. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, there's something that's bothered me, and it's bothered me with Portugal, and the U.S. national team continually did it for the last decade or so. Um, Rui Patrice is 30 years old. Bet is like 36. He's always been the third-string goalkeeper. He's now basically the second-string goalkeeper. With a 30-year-old goalkeeper as your starter, your veteran, why after 10, 12, 15 years do you have to call in Bet, who's 36? Claudio Hums got called up, who's a great player. Uh, José Sá comes to mind, who's another very good goalkeeper. And there's plenty out there. Um, why must you continually call up these 30-something backups? That, that doesn't make sense to me. It's like Brad Guzan's been on the national team for the last 15, 20 years in the U.S. For what? you know? And then all of a sudden you have this big hole from you know, 20 decades or 20 years, two decades. And, and there's just, it's just a weird spot. Does he play? Okay. Yeah. But those, those are quality minutes that other guys could have had, you know, 10 years ago, basically. Um, so I thought that continues to be a weird call up. And I know that a lot of it probably has to do with locker room stuff, but I'm curious to see how, uh, what, what's in store with Claude Duhamge and, and, uh, and our, our uh, French Portuguese guy are playing in France as well. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of his name right now. Well, but those a- are the guys Anthony Lopsch? Uh, Anthony Lopsch, there you go, yeah. yes. Um, those are the guys I would like to continually see there to where, you know, as nice as a guy as he is, and a sporting fan, um, it would have been nice to see kind of bets slowly pushed to the side. So there's my first adeus, my little Linsing uh, Brunk with this roster call-up. Mm. Uh, yes, um, don't shed a tear there. Uh, and the other one, if you look at our center backs, it, what a trip, man. Um, you have one guy who got his heart broken by his own club, uh, didn't get called up, and then you go right to the middle and you have Net, Zerfont, and Pep who's sitting on uh, suspension. But you have those guys who have continually been called in also. And again, there's a big hole there. There's a big hole there. And, and when I talked about getting uh, heartbroken, uh, you hear about the story with Daniel Caris? Uh, I did not. Enlighten me, please. Yeah, so basically uh, Sevilla messed up and uh, tweeted that Daniel Cahis got called up uh, for this, this round of games with the national team. He's been playing well. is obviously playing well, but he didn't get called up. Something must have happened there. So he basically uh, oh, a little no. bit of a tease there. Yeah. That's... And, that, and that, he's another another guy that has been rumored to come back to Sporting, which could be interesting down the road here. He's a, he's a diehard. He, that guy flew in during the elections to go cast his ballot in these last, um, last series of votes. So... I don't know. Shit, it could be interesting there, um, dude. And then looking at our midfield, what what else can you do? All these guys are doing pretty well, and you just you kind of feel bad for Andre Gomes who picked up another knock. But uh, hey, man, that, that's that's part of life. I'm glad to see he looks like he's happy now. Um, and then uh, oh, and then going back back defense situation. Uh, look who's slowly getting healthy again. Let's see if his hamstrings hold up. Do you, want, do you want a drum roll there, Daniel? I'll, what do you think? I'll, I'll hit the drum roll. Hold on. All right. Go ahead. RG. RG. RG3. RG. <laughs> Rafael Garret. That guy. He's let me, finding let me, his form again, man. Let me, let's let's see what comes of this. He got he got lambasted by yours truly a lot during the summer. 
and and I think rightfully so because mm-hmm. he, because I think it's a combination of uh, of both him and and Fernand Sunch not really being honest with each other. But if he's gonna come back and play anywhere near the form he played um, in France in 2016, then we have ourselves uh, a, a nice problem to have because. And one of the one of the guys that I've that I've enjoyed seeing thus far, not setting the world on fire with this play, but I think he's been pretty solid, has been Mario Hui at left back. So um, if if we can have that one two punch, and a legit one two punch on the left side, I mean the right side is just an embarrassment of riches at the right back position for Portugal right now, and uh, and that's obviously led by uh, by João Concel. He's He's playing on arguably the best club team in the world going right now, and he's playing some of his um, some of the best right back uh, football um, for a uh, a player for this last song in quite a long time. I don't. I it might be overstating yeah. it a bit, but I just think that that position. No, you, I think that position. Not. When I saw when right. I saw the when I saw the sorry when I saw the Confucados, I looked down the roster. Right back, I don't even worry about. I'm like, oh, you know what? They got that covered. Why am I gonna sit here and stress out about that one? Because you know they're solid there, Cedric. You know you exactly what you're gonna get with him. You have Juan Canceler. Um, Smith is obviously not informed, but it, it's never an issue there. There's always one guy coming up. There's basically a winger that we can turn into a right back at any point in time. And so we, we're good. And with no mention of Ricardo Pereira, who's playing uh, very well at Leicester. Yes. You know so. Yep. So that part, I mean, so so in terms of uh, newcomers or, or guys who have been playing well, I I, I find him uh, Juan Concel as just, I mean, it, there's there's uh, I would say there are maybe two or three positions on this team that are locked down or players that are locked into the starting eleven, and Juan Concel uh, for me, hands down, is one of those players. Yeah, the uh, Mister Gatekeeper there, Mister or Gate Maker. Aquela cancela tá sempre tapadinha. Veja amanhã, vai. Yeah, no, I, I, that, and you, you got to remember, you still have uh, that law over there, that, that Maureen's keeping under wraps. Who knows what's going on there? Oh, sure. But you got a couple other guys in, in, waiting in the wings, too, so it'll be nice to see what happens. Well, yeah, ta- man, we got to figure something out at center back, so. Yeah, we're, uh, we're interesting. We're talking with uh, with my buddy uh, Jimmy Enz down from, uh, from Southern California here on uh, episode 13 of the Slesson Podcast. I am your host, Danny Pinto. We are previewing the uh, UEFA Nations League matchups against uh, or versus Italy uh, and Poland. Um, Jimmy, we, you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Bet, uh, obviously a guy in his mid to late thirties now who has, you know, he's, he's seen his, his career with the Slesson uh, pretty much uh, come and go. He's, you know, he, he's still being called up credit to him. Um, for 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 keeping himself in 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 the in the form that he has, but um, have there been uh, have there been some call ups since the World Cup for these Nations League games and these friendlies that you're you're kind of scratching your head saying why still getting the call, why is he still getting the call up or why uh, you know why haven't we, we moved on from him yet? Uh, in in reference to bet, absolutely. Um, with, with the rest of the squad, I, I think Fernand Sanch is doing a pretty good job of calling in a lot of these guys who are in form. Yeah, me too. Um, and are, and are, are showing what they're doing in, in these leagues. Um, of course, there's always going to be, you know, hey, this guy's playing well. Why hasn't been called up? A lot of times there's issues with familiarity too, and that might be the argument with this goalkeeper here. Um, but, you know, that plays its part as well. So, like I said, and I'll continue to say, ultimately they see what goes, what goes on at those practices and whatnot and how these players respond. Um, and chemistry is huge, especially with two or three days to, to work. So um, I don't know. Look, looks pretty good to me, right there. Yeah, I mean, you can't really you can't really uh, argue with uh, with six points in in two matches with these with these group matches so far. Especially going to Poland, getting the victory there, taking care of business at home against Italy. Um, you know, you put you're putting yourself in position to make that Poland game um, not needed to get to the final four. Uh, next summer of the of the UEFA uh, Nations League semifinals. Um, let's let's get away from from Bernard Silva because he has he has clearly been the star since the World Cup ended for this lesson. Uh of the call ups of the guys who maybe even should have been called up for the World Cup this past summer. Guys like uh, Huben Nevsh. Um, you see a reemergence of Hanat Sanch. 
Um, you see a guy like Bruma uh, getting getting some uh, some quality quality time uh, on the Sles song and on the field. Uh, which of those guys, and, and and if there's any other, by by all means, uh, uh, mention them as well. Who have you been really happy seeing um, play for the Sles song, and and that you've been really happy with their quality uh, playing for uh, for Portugal? Uh, here's one that's completely out of left field. What the hell is William doing so far up the field and successfully? Uh, that one caught me off guard. A couple games now, and he he looks as smooth as ever. You don't even hear people talking about how slow he is or he has a piano on his back. Um, <laughs> kind of a weird spot for him, but man, he he just figures out a way to to make it work. And so so suave, you know. Again, people always complained about about how slow he was, but no one really complained about how slow Pedro was and how smooth he was. And that guy had himself a great career. Um, William's been one of my biggest surprises in that more advanced role. Uh, and Bruma, Bruma, that guy factors in every single time he plays. He figures out a way to get involved. Uh, the biggest surprise for me right now in, in terms of league plays, Andres Silva, uh, that, that's been very impressive to me. Sure. Uh, what he's been able to do out there and kind of find himself. So um, with the whole, whole bunch of these young guns running, should be interesting to see what he does in a, a tactical game uh, with Italy coming up. Yeah, it's amazing what a change of scenery can do for uh, for someone's career. And uh, well, he had the hat trick, I think, opening weekend or his first game with mm-hmm. uh, with his new club team in Spain. And uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he he had that was as many goals as he had his entire year with uh, uh, with AC. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, we're we're talking with uh, with Jimmy Enge here on episode thir- thirteen of the Sless Song Podcast. Uh, Jimmy, you know, so we talked about Ronaldo earlier in the uh, in the in the in the interview here, and obviously, you know, he, they're they're playing well. They got the six points. They're doing everything that they have uh, that they could possibly have done with Ronaldo on the field. Uh, six points with him or six points without him is six points. Uh, in terms of, I mean, is it are we making too much? Do you think of their success without him, or is this just a good sign for the future of, uh, of Slesong uh, football. Oh, absolutely not. You were talking about possibly the greatest soccer player ever. If not, I mean, he's up there on that Mount Rushmore. Um, he always will be, um, that that's not even an issue. And let's look back at our past. I and mean, there was an era there where we gosh, stepped aside and we stepped aside and a whole bunch of others too, after the fiasco, uh, at the Euro and the world cup, uh, don't remember exactly which one it was right now off the top of my head. Um, the guy is in tremendous shape. Um, he's got you know all kinds of stuff going on with the the accusations, the change of scenery, his family. He's flying to Morocco and to England, all back and forth, left and right to Madeira. He's going to be just fine, you know. And and if anybody can pull off being away and doing all these things, it's him. Um, will he be here when we need him? Yes. But what it does in the meantime, it gives all these other guys a chance to show that you know we're not a one person team and that, you know, we can get things done and develop our own style of play. That isn't the same, but it's just, a, just as effective. Now in, in big games, big tournaments, you need guys like that. And up until now we've had some really good players, but you know, the great ones step up and, and show themselves. And he has that, you know, and up until now, no one else really does on this roster. Finally, Jimmy, obviously Portugal sits in a, in a great spot. They have six points out of, uh, out of six in their first two matches uh, in the uh, in the Nations League, uh, a game in hand on both of the teams um, in their group, and they can wrap up the group play, and, and they can wrap up the group, I should say, uh, with a result in Italy. Do you think they get the result in Italy, or do you think they leave it to getting a result back home? Um, I believe they play in Guimarães. I think that at, uh, at uh, yes, Alfonso, yes, yes. So do you think they leave? Do you think um, they leave it uh, for that I match in Poland, or do you think they can get the result in Italy and uh, and make that uh, that Polish game uh, uh, not needed? In terms of getting a result, um, I I really don't know if they'll pull one off at the San Siro. Um, I'm hoping for a tie. I don't think we'll. To win, especially with you know how bland that game could possibly be, um, but leaving it to, I think we'll pull it off. But but if not, I don't know, man. Those fans up there that that can get rowdy real quick. Uh, they're known as you know being some of the rowdiest in all of Portugal and throwing it down when need be. 
So, uh, no, hopefully we, we get this this point, this needed point at the San Siro. Uh, maybe maybe Andres Silva can, you know, get a little payback going. And get wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? Absolutely, yes. Because um, I know they all love him there and how much they pay for him. <laughs> no, that, that'd be great. But uh, let, let's, let's hope for a tie and get a win. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it which is pretty much my strategy during the last World Cup with the uh, Spain game. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone's keeping track of this and they recorded that at the same moment that I said that. Um, yes. No, but I really think in Italy <laughs> we're going with the top. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it'll be a good day. And I, if it's sounding like it's on Friday now, that means I got a half day at work and I can finally sit down and enjoy the game. A, so, a nice, me. A nice long lunch. Yes, with maybe even swinging by and getting a little Superbach Mini. Look That'd be this, ideal. Look at this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. This is why he was brought back, folks, because Jimmy Inch knows how to watch a Slesson football game uh, almost as good as anyone that I know. So, uh, Jimmy, uh, all the best to you guys down in Southern California, and, and thank you so much again for, for joining us on uh, on Episode 13. And, uh, you know, man, a casa está sem Anytime uh, you want to come back on, right? Mine too. We got Pauline Vings over the Mesa. Don't forget. And my thanks once again to uh, to Jimmy Inch for joining us on episode 13 of the Slesson Podcast. He is now a two-time guest of the Slesson Podcast, a rare feat. No one walking God's green earth can say that they are a two-time guest of this show except for Jimmy. So, Jimmy, you are very welcome for that distinction, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, let's go over now to uh, to our social media responses from the week. So uh, the question that I had uh, that I had put out prior to the episode was um, just to get your thoughts on uh, on the call ups uh, for uh, for the upcoming matches against Italy and Poland, uh, as well as uh, as well as the uh, the call ups overall. What the, what you have what you have thought about the play uh, uh, the play of the Slesong since the World Cup. Uh, who has impressed with, who has impressed you who's disappointed you since the world cup um and is uh, and is uh, the absence of ronaldo uh a, a is it concerning at all uh since we uh, since we haven't seen uh, unos capitan uh play since uh, world cup 20 uh, 2018 so uh let's go to uh, to facebook first uh, we go to facebook.com Slash pod. That's where you can uh, follow us there. Uh, like our page. Uh, get your all. Get all your information there. Uh, we go uh, first to uh, to Braga. Uh, so let's say hello to our friend Nunu uh, Airoza uh, from Braga, and uh, and he writes, "How is it possible we haven't got a better defender than Jose Font? Are we going back to the 2014 team?" Um, with, you know, center back, center back is a is definitely a concern there, Noon. But we appreciate your uh, your response and you listening and following us uh, on Facebook. And former guest Mark Anthony Souza, he writes, uh, "We have some young defenders, but there is a gap between young and old for this team." So, not real positive coming from uh, from uh, from Facebook. So let's see if we can't uh, get it going in the, in a positive note um, on on Twitter. Uh, another former guest, uh, Hui Miguel Martins, and again, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Slesson Pod. You can follow Hui Miguel Martins at Football Factory. He says, I think it's still too early to tell whether uh, Portugal is better without Ronaldo. Also, these matches are more about combinations and spots, especially at center back and up front. I totally agree with him there. Uh, let's get real international. We've uh, we've been to Portugal uh, in Braga. Uh, let's go to Bangladesh. And I'm and I'm Mr. Ahmed. I'm going to butcher your uh, your first name here, so I do apologize. Is it? Uh, is it? He can't respond to me right now, but hopefully he will um, when he hears this. Uh, I think it's uh, Shoaib Ahmed, and uh, and Mr. Ahmed uh, says in terms of the squad, it's been terrific. Uh, most players are in form. Uh, one draw and three wins uh, since the World Cup, uh, with multiple standout performers in all four games. Uh, he wishes to see Andre Horta, Jota, and a new uh, center backs called up. Um, uh, in terms of players whose time is up, he says nobody's time is up in Santos, Portugal. So uh, pretty much he's saying that if you're in form and uh, and you can contribute, uh, you pretty much are uh, are a are a go uh, for uh, for Santos and the Slesson. Um And uh, he thinks that uh, and that the last part of the question that I sent out is uh, do does Portugal qualify for the final four uh, versus Italy or versus uh, Poland? And uh, he thinks uh, that uh, we will qualify whether it's a win or a draw. Um, upcoming on Saturday and I can't stress that enough 
Saturday is the match, and I know I, I, I corrected myself prior to the interview. Uh, I'll do so again here. Saturday versus Italy, Tuesday versus Poland. He thinks we'll get the result in Italy. Uh, let's go now to Alex Gonsalves. Uh, you can follow Alex, uh, A-L-J-E-E-V-E-S-1-0, uh, uh, so Al, Al Jeeves 10 uh, and he uh, he's also the creator of a of a uh, of a, a nice Twitter account. Uh, good for uh, us uh, Tuga fans, us, uh, us fans of the Slesson, uh at Tuga Scout PT. That's T U G A S C O U T P T. Uh, he says he uh, really likes the squad. Good to t- good to see uh, Fran Sanch reward form. Um, he mentions here Joseph Font and Joao Mario. Concel has been terrific uh, since missing out on the World Cup squad. He still feels that there's a place for Mutin. And he deserves, uh, and Juan Moutinho deserves a comeback. Uh, the absence of uh, of CR7 has been no concern, as it's good opportunities uh, for others. Uh, and he thinks that we will qualify for the final four uh, versus Italy as well. Uh, to our uh, buddy Johnny C uh, from uh, from back east, he says uh, he likes the call ups. Uh, Concel and Bernard have been great. Uh, would love to see Ronald back, especially with the way the team has been playing. Uh, they'd be really tough to beat. And he also thinks that we'll get the job done in Italy. Um, and now a guy, I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy, um, Tom Kundert. Uh, he has this uh, little up-and-coming website uh, for, uh, for us uh, for us Lesson fans. Uh, you may have heard of it. Uh, it's uh, it's Portugal.net. But Tom's been uh, Tom's been such a, 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 a staunch supporter of our podcast. We really, really uh, appreciate him chiming in here. Uh, on the uh, on the uh, the podcast question for the week, uh, he says uh, the call-ups were spot on. Uh, Concelo and uh, Bernard have been brilliant. Um, he would like to see Quaresma still be involved, and I don't disagree at all. Um, Quare- <laughs> it's a, he got a new life, a new lease on his uh, on his less song career um, with qualifying and through the World Cup. I thought he was uh, he was very good uh, with this less song, so. Maybe he still has some some uh, some tread left on those tires, and I, and I'd love to see us get a, a, absolutely every last drop of uh, of Ricard Quaresma uh, in a in a Slesson shirt that we possibly can. So uh, I agree with Tom there uh, with uh, regarding Quaresma. Uh, in terms of uh, the absence of CR7 being concerning, he says no, it's giving others a chance to shine. Um, he thinks that we'll also qualify uh, against Italy, and he thinks it'll be a one one draw. So uh, so those are your responses. Uh, from uh, from social media again. Follow us on Facebook.com/slashlessonpod. Like our page there. Uh, also on Twitter and on Instagram at slessonpod. You can also email the show uh, at slessonpod if you ever have any ideas or just want to uh, reach out to us uh, in in that fashion. Uh, so uh, so I can't thank you guys enough for for reaching out and uh, and uh, and making sure that uh, your voices are heard. Uh, via social media and being part of this Slesson podcast because this Slesson podcast is not only my passion project, but it is uh, to give you guys a platform uh, to have your voices heard and have your thoughts heard as well. Um, I do want to tease a tease, and I'm going to be a little cryptic here without giving you guys much information, but uh, we're hoping to announce something uh, pretty big in the next few episodes, uh, something that I'm very, very excited about, something I'm very, very proud of. Uh, but, uh, but I'll, I'll just leave you with that. But, uh, but I, I think it, uh, whenever we do announce it, I think it's going to be something that is just, uh, a huge, huge plus, uh, for, for not only this, uh, this podcast, uh, but, uh, but the reach that this podcast can, can have. And, uh, and I will just, uh, I will leave it at that, but, uh, really excited to hopefully announce that, uh, sometime soon. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, as I mentioned in, uh, in the interview, uh, with, with Jimmy Enge, and again, thank you, Jimmy, for for joining us uh, on this episode. Um, California has been hit uh, hard um, with wildfires, uh, both in the southern region and in the uh, and in, and in northern California. Um, you know, Jimmy mentioned uh, down in uh, down where he he lives. It's about an hour and a half away. It's only about thirty miles away. Um, you know, due to the traffic, it's it's it takes it takes them a little bit more than uh, than us normal folks up here, but. Uh, but uh, the communities of, of Thousand Oaks and, and Malibu and, and so many other places down in Southern California, and then where, where I live in the Sacramento area in Northern California, we're about two hours, two and a half hours away from uh, the town of Paradise, uh, which, uh, again, as I mentioned, is ironically named uh, in, in this situation because that town, for, for the most part, is, is gone. 
it has it is it has burned down and unfortunately in both in in, in both areas uh, we've had losses of homes we've had losses of materials we've had losses of fortunately the greatest tragedy of all is loss of life and uh, and if there's uh, if there's anything you guys can do uh, out there listening um, you know wherever wherever you're listening to um, uh, donations and and if you got old clothes if you got um, new things that you know toys that your kids uh, are done playing with because you know it's these are families that are, are being uh, displaced and uh, they have to start all over um, a, a good a good place to, to check uh, to check out how you can help is the American Red Cross uh, I'll put up a link uh, on our on our social media platforms uh, to to just you know wherever you're at whatever you can do um, whether you're living in Southern California and or living in Northern California and we have uh, we have a, a lot of uh, a lot of listeners, but more importantly, we have a lot of friends uh, who who live in those regions of uh, of of California. Who uh, some have been impacted by this uh, directly. Um, so whatever you can do, take a little time out and uh, and and if you can donate uh, either monetarily or or with uh, or with some goods, uh, we I know that they would greatly greatly appreciate it, uh, especially this time of year where. Here in the states, we're coming up on the holidays with uh, Thanksgiving, and then all of us uh, uh, next uh, next month with uh, with Christmas and uh, and the New Year. So, um, yeah, if uh, anything you guys can do, again, redcross.org, and uh, we'll put the link up on uh, on the uh, on our social media. So that will do it uh, for the uh, Slice Song Podcast, episode number thirteen. Uh, we've uh, we've previewed what we hope to be a uh, a successful uh, round of games uh, for the Slice Song as they take on Italy on Saturday. Uh, November 17th, and uh, Poland on uh, Tuesday, November the 20th. A result in either one of those games puts us in the final four of the UEFA Nations League, the inaugural UEFA Nations League. And i got to be honest with you guys, I didn't know what the UEFA Nations League was at the beginning of this whole thing, but I sure would like to win the first one. I'd like to win that first one, and uh, we could put ourselves in position to do that with a result in either game this weekend. So we appreciate you guys listening. Again, follow us on uh, on Twitter and on uh, on Instagram at Slesson Pod, and uh, and also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Slesson Pod. My name is Danny Pinto. Thank you so much for joining us, and Forza Portugal!